0: Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. This is Season 1, Episode 9. This is Tom, your host. In this episode, we're going to be talking about urban farming with Scott Hebert from Flavorful Farms in Chilliwack, Canada. The question for you is, what would you do if you were told that you were losing your job because a business was shutting down? What would you do? Do you have a plan B? Scott faced the situation last year. Fortunately for Scott, and for us, he decided to pursue his plan B, starting an urban farm. We talked to him about his journey from the cabinet shop to the garden bed in this episode. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. On today I've got Scott Hebert from Flavorful Farms. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast.
1: Thanks, thanks for having well, me on.
0: I'm, I was really excited to get you on the podcast. I heard you on Permaculture Voices with Diego and Curtis Stone, Diego Footer and Curtis Stone, and I thought, man, what a what an interesting guy. I gotta get him on a podcast and, and talk to him a little bit. Figure out where who this guy is and what he's doing.
1: I'm still trying to figure that out.
0: (laughs) Thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, Just quick
1: introductions, who are you and tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, My name's Scott Hebert, I'm from uh, Chilliwack, BC. That's about an hour outside of uh, Vancouver, Canada. I uh, just started my farm uh, this year. This is my first year of farming. Um, So last summer I really decided to, to jump into it and I figured out kind of how everything was gonna work. And I've had a business since October, and uh, yeah, this is now it's spring, and it's my first uh, first time having crops out. My first crops are just about ready to go, and it uh, looks like I got some restaurant businesses that are going to start taking my stuff. And then, yeah, yeah, things wow. are rolling. Yeah, you
0: had a uh, post on Instagram that came through on Facebook. I saw that today. Um, man, things have really grown well up there for you.
1: Yeah, it's been really cool. It's been we had like a uh, really nice spring yeah it's been really yeah it's been awesome it's been so hot and nice and beautiful um we get a lot of rain here we get like 190 millimeters i think it's like 65 inches of rain like it's yeah, a, lot. a lot um yeah um we have 190 days of rain wow.
0: here it's like seattle so, or something
1: you know yeah i think we get a little bit more than seattle but yeah really similar to that same thing, right we're just north wow. of there um three hours down to seattle for me to drive so yeah so we've had a really nice spring um yeah everything's going everything's growing but um where i live is also it's kind of a crazy place things grow really really well here really well so um i didn't really think that i was going to have like super hard production issues producing here it's more finding the market sure
0: sure you weren't always into urban farming or gardening uh how did you get there what what was your journey to get there
1: Oh, man. That's a long path. I'm 20. I just turned 28. So, <laughs> yeah, it's been my whole life, like, kind of getting to this, right? So, I used to, right out of high school, I was really fat. And then I started doing, I was, like, 220 pounds. And then I started doing mixed martial arts. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, my friend wanted to start doing that. Sure. And so, I went to the gym with him. And he quit after, like, three months. And I went for, like, six years. And so, I ended up having... um six fights wow. and a whole bunch of uh submission wrestling tournaments wow. did pretty well in those um but i lost 80 pounds Holy i competed in my yeah my last fight was at 135 wow um and i died it down i didn't have to cut any weight or anything so i just walked in and uh that was it was really good <clears throat> so i got into for the first whatever say like 30 40 pounds i was just working hard enough mm-hmm. to get it off, mm-hmm. and then. After that, I started to figure out about diet and stuff like that, and I started really getting into this whole foods. Gotcha. So, just eating healthy stuff that was growing in the earth. And then um, my my parents have five acres in our town. Okay. And we have a they had a double wide trailer put on the back, and my grandma lived there. Yeah. And then she passed away three years ago, so I ended up buying um, <clears throat> the trailer off of them. So I became like part owner of the property. Gotcha. And so they weren't doing anything with the property. They had just rented it out to somebody down the road so that we get agricultural uh, uh, tax exemptions. Um, So it's just like a dairy farm down the road. They just come in there, make hay, make corn. Um, So – I'm sitting here and I own this property and I'm into eating healthy and I've totally changed my life and all this type of stuff. And I'm sitting there. And I feel like a total hypocrite, man. I don't have a garden. I don't have like compost. <laughs> I don't have nothing. This was like three or four years ago, right? yeah <clears throat> And so I got nothing. And I just feel like a total hypocrite. And yeah, man. So then I found out about like these permaculture farms sure. and these like beautiful, like regenerative farms. And I was like, oh man. I want to do that. I'm doing the wrong thing. What were you doing at so, the time? Fighting. Oh, just fighting. Was yeah, that was it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I well, I had a. I also had a, the whole time, right out of high school. I um, started working with my dad at his cabinet okay. shop, and so we were running a business together too. Train martial arts and oracle workout work out work, or go on a hike or something active like that, right? So um so yeah, I was working the whole time doing so that. you were
0: you were uh, you were working out a lot uh, coming home from the cabin shop or fighting and and then going hiking and stuff and you wanted to do these this farming type work and everything
1: yeah so I found out about this this farm sure. and I was like "Why? like I want to do this I can do this yeah. I want to do this and I can do this I don't know how to do it, but I'm gonna figure this out so then started going down the permaculture road and trying to figure out like, how it would all work, but I wanted, I knew because I didn't make any money from fighting, I just did it as a oh, hobby. okay, you weren't getting and paid I, for it then, okay. I, no, 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 I wasn't getting paid for it, like, I was putting, yeah, I was just putting all my time and energy into sure. it, and then I actually had a really good coach come up from um, one of, like, the really good MMA gyms, and he came up and he did private um, like private lessons uh-huh. and stuff and did a seminar and he spent a lot of time with me. Um, he kind of took me under his wing for like, uh, the one week at the first weekend that he came up here and he was just like, and I had a, a private lesson with him and a private coaching lesson with him. And then he just sat me down and he said, look, man, um, you're at a point now where you're doing this to make money. This is going to be your career. The um, fighting piece. You guys- really? Yeah, you gotta go. Like, if you're gonna do this, this is why you're doing it. You're not doing it for any other reasons. You have to be doing this to make money. Like, this is this is you know what I mean. This is like your life. And I was just thinking, like, man, that's really good advice. But I'm not doing this to make money.
0: Okay, you know what I mean. So I was
1: kind of thinking that the next thing I wanted to do, I wanted to make money at it. So I knew I was really interested in this farming stuff, but I wanted to make money farming. Yeah, I didn't want to. I don't want. I don't. I don't want to be broke. If I had to do it as a hobby, I have no problem doing that. I have no problem going to a job and doing it as a hobby, Mm -hmm. but I want to try doing it as a business first. So it it took me a long time to figure out how I was going to have this business. And then, yeah, man, and then last year, everything kind of happened all at once. What was that? What happened? my dad uh he's just like I had kind of been bugging him about like when are we gonna shut down the shop was and it just stuff? not um, I,
0: I, and, and I don't mean to pry I mean it's personal family business and everything was it just not turning the profits that it needed to is it just is it just really tough to make it in the cabinet world I mean I, I don't even
1: know I mean um no my dad had a the business with his brother and then his brother got out of it a couple uh, of years ago and um, and they had never expanded their business or did anything like that they had just kept it the same mm-hmm. so we didn't have a business we had jobs gotcha and the only way to make money was by going to work. And there's nothing wrong with having a job, mm-hmm. but we could get better jobs. We could get way better jobs with less stress, and my dad wouldn't have to worry about the stress of running yes. his own business. Yep. Um, so that's that's kind of what it came down to. But it was a he it had the blinders mm-hmm. up, right? You can't see that clearly mm-hmm. when you're when you had your business since like 1990. He had his business for whatever, yeah.
0: You're, like, you're so you're so invested in it, and you've this is your life, you know, and this is what you've been doing.
1: I had a conversation with him a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago now. And I was just like, after he's got like a job now and he's got to go out like every weekend with my mom and stuff. And I was just like, this is awesome. Right. And he's just like, yeah, this is awesome. Mm. Like it's way better. It just, you know, having less stress. Oh yeah, sometimes. definitely. So, um, so last Last spring, uh, my dad said, Yeah, we're going to shut down the shop in two months. Everything kind of broke at the same time. It was kind of actually, it's funny now.
0: Well, it's like a holy crap moment, you know? I mean, oh my gosh, the world's ending. What's next, you know?
1: Yep, totally. So I – yeah, so I was like, oh, man, I had – I didn't know how I was going to start my farm yet, but I knew like that's kind of – that was kind of the only thing that was really interesting to me. Yeah, so I went and got another job at a different place, and um, I started trying to figure out how I was going to start this farm. Like I started really going hard then and i was i knew about this thing called spin farming yep. this small plot intensive where you're going to stack things in oh, there yeah. and turn it over and i looked into it before except it wasn't really that in depth did you stuff.
0: actually buy any of the the modules that they were selling i looked at that stuff too and i was like man this looks really interesting to me but i didn't buy any of it did you buy any of it
1: so the first time i found it about like a year ago uh-huh. or whatever i didn't buy it and then when and then when i found out that i didn't have a job yeah, anymore yeah. Then I bought it and I was like, okay, I was like, I can't, I can't be sorry if I'm allowed to swear. Um, I have to start looking into this. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? A hundred bucks to get that spin farming book or whatever. I'm like, that's pretty good. A hundred bucks. It will let me know if this is something for me Mm -hmm. or not. And so I bought it and I was just like, read the whole, it's just a PDF. Right. right? And I just read the PDF in like one night and I was like, okay. I was like, yeah. I was like, who's like the best spin farmer. And I heard Diego say something. Okay on one of his podcasts one time at the end he's like yeah he's like there's this guy like spin farming in Kelowna his name's Curtis Stone uh, and I was like oh okay cool so I typed him in and I seen he was in Kelowna and I was like oh man I would like to go visit his sure. farm <laughs> sure <laughs> so I sent so I sent him an email right don't even know who this guy is so sent him an email and i was like, hey buddy um check him to your farm and he's like yeah but you got to pay." like it's, it's like a consultation oh right? my and I was like, "Oh, perfect!" I was like, "That's exactly what I want. I want somebody to like just um tell me if I'm like thinking the right." Tell thing. you
0: straight, wow, and and I'm yeah. curious, how much did that cost?
1: It was like five hundred. Oh wow,
0: okay, so it was it was yeah. like, okay, so he's a busy guy, and he's like, okay, I'm just gonna throw a number out there, or I'm gonna have a number, and if they're really serious, they'll come. If not, yeah, then I'm I've saved my time. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and then so, yeah, I was like, yeah, let's do that. Let's set it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so we set it up for like the next month. Wow. And then, yeah, man, then I started going through his uh, YouTube videos yep. and stuff. Yep. And I was just like, oh, man. And then I found out about this Urban Farber podcast that him and Diego had yeah, done. Yeah. And I was like, cool. So I started listening to uh-huh. that. And then I found out they had this online course, too. Yeah that was just starting up like at that exact same time. And I was like, cool. So I had two weeks left before I went to see him and I bought the course. And then I, um, I had got through most of it. It's like a 10 week course. Like, you know, if you do like, you know, five things a day, it'll take you like 10 weeks. Right. I did most of it in like two weeks, two weeks. So that, so that I knew that when I was going to go up there, I had the best, I had the most knowledge that I could Right, have. and
0: you could ask some really right? targeted, tough questions and, and really dig into it.
1: Well, the whole point of going up there is so that I could understand his system, so that I could come back and implement the yeah. system at my totally house. Cool. I understood that's what it was the whole mm-hmm. time. I just didn't know that he was going to have so much content for me to absorb. Mm. Like you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. If I had if I had seen how much content he had out first, I probably would have um set the consultation up for farther along. Okay. But just the way that it, it had happened, I had just boom 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 boom. So things were moving. yeah. You were
0: you <laughs> well. That's what I've noticed. I mean, just because I listen. Uh, if if anybody's interested, and I'm, and I'm sure people are, um, Scott and another guy, another gentleman named Drew Sample, they do a podcast every week, and they update the they kind of it's an accountability check between their two farms and and drew's down in ohio and scott's up north in canada and they talk about what they're getting done getting stuff done every week and and it's really kind of interesting because you are kind of a boom 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 taking stuff getting it done you know got your list doing yeah. it you know it's kind of interesting
1: mm. <laughs> yeah it's yeah man it's it's been kind of fun because just I'm finding out a lot of stuff yep. about myself too, yep. right? But definitely, I feel like I'm executing right now. I knew that when I got into fighting, um, I was really—I was never athletic, and I was really bad, man. I wasn't very good. I'm, I'm slow, and I have a high pain tolerance, sure. so I just get punched a lot. Um, it's just not good—not good for hmm. your brain. Yeah. Um,
0: so no, that's I okay. Listening. I, I kind of disrupt uh, uh, interrupted you there, but okay. So you went up to Curtis' place. You were armed with this knowledge. Sit down with Curtis, and did you go to all of his sites? Because he has several sites up there, or did you just stay on his main farm with his hoop houses and such?
1: No, so it was like a three-hour consultation. So I was going to go there for like nine till noon or whatever, right? And uh, yeah, man, we went. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, three hours. (laughs) We uh, we went all around, man. My buddy between between the time when I had emailed him and the time that I had went there. I had also decided that I was totally going to start doing all of this obviously cuz I was just like oh I can execute on this stuff and so I had decided that I was also going to start d- to do a Kickstarter to raise like money oh, and sucks. like uh, promote well, myself. Well that was
0: where I was going to ask you about funds and how do you got it all started but yeah wow okay <laughs> um,
1: well I only I like I only made the Kickstarter for 5000 oh, okay. dollars. And so I ended up with about by the time everything was like done and paid out, because I got to pay my rewards and stuff like that. But I sold some art on there, and I ended up with like thirty five hundred bucks off yeah. that. For the rest of my farm, I ended up selling my truck. I had a I had like a nice nice Tacoma, like a two thousand eight. So I sold it. I got like twenty thousand bucks for it, and then I paid off uh, some like little credit card debt yeah. and stuff. And then I bought like a twenty five hundred dollar diesel wow. Jetta. There you yeah. go. So down, just totally downgraded, yeah. but I had all the money I needed. Because by going up there and seeing Curtis mm-hmm. and by taking the course information, I knew what I needed yeah. and I knew that it was a certain amount of money mm-hmm. and I knew that I could pay for that if I sold my truck. I just asked myself, "Is what's going to help you have a successful farm? Is keeping that truck going to help you or is having a $2,500 vehicle and getting a trailer and having all that money going to help you? And I was like, money. Right, right. <laughs> That's
0: something that we're going to be diving into at Small Scale Life, the whole frugal living and, and all that kind of stuff. But being debt free, that is a huge... Springboard for so many things because you can, you can oh, get totally. by with so much less and you're not paying the bank, you know, for a credit yeah. card that you financed at McDonald's or something, you know. I mean, you're, yep. you're, you can do things and you can make moves and, and, uh, you know, being debt free is, is a great, great leg up in the world and not many people are, unfortunately. So,
1: wow. No, I'm not, and I'm not either. I'm just, uh,
0: Closer. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's really interesting. So, so you bought Curtis Stone's program, and and I know there's a wealth of knowledge. I've I've been through a few webinars, and I've I've thought, man, I got to pull the trigger on this, but I just haven't scraped up the thousand dollars yet to to do it. Mm-hmm. So, you think that's a pretty worthwhile program? I and mean, he's got spreadsheets and all kinds of stuff in there, doesn't
1: he? Yep, all sorts of stuff, mm-hmm. man. There's a cool planning and tracking tool, and it spits out a whole bunch of stuff for you. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I think investing in knowledge is a, a very good idea. Mm-hmm. As, and sometimes you're going to sometimes you're going to get flubs sometimes you're going to spend money and it's not going to work out right. like sometimes like i i had spent money on like really high level coaching for fighting uh-huh. and to be honest um I don't think it really worked out for me because I didn't keep on fighting. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, the the amount of techniques and stuff that I needed to know in that intricate detail was only applicable for like a very small portion but of my But are there life.
0: other things you learned from the coaches like um, – Well, that's
1: totally it, man. Focus if, if and – Oh, yeah. And I learned how – like I learned – like from fighting, I learned how to learn and I just learned how to be a good student and I learned how to execute. I learned how to just – I learned – I kind of – I was thinking about that today. I kind of – I don't think I became a man when I was doing mixed martial arts. I think I just learned how to be mm-hmm. a man and by I just mean that whatever happens, you get over it and get your mm-hmm, shit done. Mm-hmm. Um, getting shit done, I hear people saying that a lot, and it's cool. But I think that like sometimes people will do stuff and they'll be like, "Oh, hey, look, I got shit done." But getting shit done means that when you're faced with some adversity, you got it done. Yeah, anyways, yeah
0: that's true. Right? That's exactly right. Um, that's right. And, and Diego did a whole uh, Diego Footer on Permaculture Voices did a whole episode on getting stuff done, but is it the right stuff? You know, and you're just busy yeah. spinning, 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 and not actually getting anywhere
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i feel like i feel like i've done a pretty good job um executing on my goals like like doing the next the correct next right step Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um i feel like i've been doing a pretty good job of that lately and i think that i could be a little bit more focused when i'm actually working like when i'm actually working if people came and see me actually work you'd be like wow how does this guy get (laughs) anything done because I'm like the most easily distracted uh. person ever. I'm just like, oh, Instagram's blowing up. Oh, sweet, check that out. Oh, Facebook. Oh, yeah. you know what? I feel like a coffee. Oh, I'm going to take my dog for a walk. Oh, I need groceries. <laughs> oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. So I've been trying yeah. to, like, um, get rid of all my distractions, leave my phone yep. in my house or just focus on one thing. I'm just like, okay, I should be able to get done planting by 6.30. I'm going to go out yep. at 5 and right. plant and right. get it done, right? And make little deadlines and play games like that have with myself. You, uh, but, have you ever yeah.
0: uh, taken a personality test like the Myers-Briggs at all?
1: Um, I think I've looked into them but okay. not really. Okay.
0: You can sound like kind of my personality where you get easily distracted it's like hey there's a squirrel over there hey there's a shiny bobble over there and that's the way i am too
1: yeah yeah i'm totally like that so that's one of my big challenges is just being focused and in that moment interesting so
0: so so curtis stone his class is useful that's cool uh and he's got so much content he does and he's really cranking it up this year with his content and all of his touring that he did i think he realizes that there's a real thirst for that what he's doing up there to, to know what he's doing it's uh uh, it's pretty impressive. Uh, this
1: passive uh, greenhouse is pretty impressive, and um, oof! Oh, yeah, I went not seen it. Yeah, it's yeah. sweet, man. It's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. It's just like it's beautiful, man. You walk in there, and all the lights let light nicely diffused, and it's warm, and it's just yeah, man. It's very. Have very you been neat. back up it's there cool. since
0: taking since going up there last year? Have you been back up?
1: Yeah, I went book launch party thing. He looks like he's two oh, yeah. and a half hours yep. from me. Yeah, so so I went up there for that. It was like the one day I took oh. off, uh, and I went up there for the weekend. And one of my best friends was up there too, so I just tied it all in. And then Diego was up there for nice. that one too. Oh, wow. So cool. yeah. Was really, nice. was really so deep. how
0: did you? How did they come to you and get you on Permaculture Voices? How did that work? Out? Um,
1: Curtis had just I had forget what I had messaged him. For something or, and then he just said, Hey man, um, Oh, you know what? They had talked about me on the podcast. That's what happened. Okay. He had said something, and he's just like, Oh, yeah, this guy from BC, he's like doing some right things. And I was just messaging him, and I'm like, Oh, hey, man, like, thanks for the kind words. And then he's like, Yeah, man, we'd uh, like to have you on the podcast. And I was yeah. like, Cool. And then, um, yeah, and then I went up there and seen Diego at that thing, and he's like, Yeah, man, we want to have you on. And I was like, Oh, that'd be, yeah, I would love that, right? So then that happened, and uh, yeah, right. crazy. Yeah, did yeah. you
0: see, uh, up, I mean, you blogged too. Did you, and, and on Facebook, did you see an uptick in people? Come oh, to yeah, your site totally. and check yeah, me out. I kinda yeah. suck at the
1: yeah. website okay. thing still. Um, I feel okay. like I okay. could be better. Like my blog's really bad. Hmm. I need to do I need to do shorter blogs, I think, because I always try to make them into these yeah. big like big things. And the only time I ever write will sit down and write a big, long, huge thing is when I'm angry about something is when I'm, like, mad, right? So that's not my whole blog just, like, me being pissed off and stuff. Yeah. I need to do, like, short things, like, just, like, boom, what I did this week or, like, boom, you know what I mean? Or, like, here's here's the small-scale life thing. I need to start kind of using my blog as more of, like, a feed. And I don't really do yeah. that I, I didn't really kind of comprehend how to execute on that until recently. right right
0: your blog is your blog is kind of your the way I view it the blog is the home base and and everything right. I mean Facebook could go down Instagram could disappear Twitter could die but your blog is something you own. That's your piece of yeah. land, you know, and, I, and you're kind of growing and farming that too. And yeah, quick, real easy, quick uh, blog posts are yeah. great. And just, it's the content that's really, that's yeah. really good. You know, bullet points I've are been good using, too. I've
1: been so. using my Facebook page like that, but yeah, I, I don't know. It just, yeah, I think I, I think I should be posting on my blog like I do on like Facebook, like the Instagram picture I posted today. It just says like busy day today, planted some more beds, record a couple of interviews, stuff is close to being ready. Like it's nothingness, right? I think, I think that there's value in people like oh, it. People do like that. Mm-hmm. I think there's value in that too is because – and just me being so consistent with my posting and stuff, I think it just gives people yes. – uh, they see it. I think it's disclosure. I think it's part of um, – people like people will tell you they yeah. want to come to your farm, but they don't. like, And they do want to come to your farm, but they won't. Most people won't. Most people are not going to. Most yeah. people are not going to – they're not going to skip going no. to the beach and drinking beers with their friends. Um, and that's fine. Right. But I can still give them full disclosure. I can still let them be a part of my farm. And I can do that by just yep. sharing and I can share all the time. And like I post kind of similar pictures a lot, but whatever, it works out. I kind of, yeah, the people that are um, following me right now, it's it's kind of neat, man. I like some people, these people I don't even know and they just want to talk to you and they say really, really nice things. And it's not something that I thought about when I was like getting into this. Like that's something that I would like, but yeah, it's, it's sure. really neat. I didn't think I needed that, but it's like, yeah, it makes me feel really right, good. Right, right.
0: And I think Curtis and Diego talk about that, uh, what is it, the uh, social capital. Yeah. No, it's it's something else. They call it something. something capital, but uh, they talk about that all the time. And, yeah, this is exactly what it is. I mean, I'm some dude in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and you don't know me, and, you know, podcast, whatever, but here we are. You know, it's kind of cool. So
1: totally. you're collecting yeah,
0: totally. people, right? Well, that's great. Uh, that's really cool. Um, and it's also... What's also interesting too is, um, you know, small scale life. We just did a podcast last week. It was, a, it was another guy who was doing jujitsu and he lost, and he's a firefighter and he lost 70, over 70 pounds. And I'm also yeah. working on the weight loss thing.
1: Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that will come to this through weight loss. I think that there's a, there'll probably be a mm-hmm. bit more of a connection between farming and like the health and, um, fitness community. I think that, I think that bridge yeah. is kind of going to get gap, yep. um, the, the gap the gap's going to close on that I especially so when, like I know uh, Paul Greaves at, at Primal Pastures he talks about hitting up like that CrossFit community uh, as a market right um, because what happened with working out is that for people who really like working out there wasn't a way to do it with a team before so then that's why yoga got big because it was something yeah, you could do right. as a class and it's something everybody can do yoga, right. Mm-hmm. But uh, but this CrossFit thing is the first time that people have got to work out intensively as a group, like as a community, right? Where like power lifting and True. stuff like that True. is kind of yes. – you kind of just do your own thing. And if you should, don't show up to the gym, like no one cares because they're going to show up to the gym. You're friends because you're both showing up to the gym. But with the community, it's just like you right. got someone that's accountable there to call right. you. Right, Another.
0: other like – um, another good sector the uh the smoothie people the smoothie crowd you know they want their kale yeah. and their carrots and their stuff that they beets you know they want to throw that stuff in a blender and have it come out in liquid magic
1: you know what else i think is a vastly underrated market retirement oh yeah yes retirement homes retirement kitchens yes. elderly you know what i'm going to start doing oh guess what happened to me i didn't uh so i thought i was going to my main revenue streams were going to be restaurants, and right. farmer's market. So I went last year, and I started scoping the farmer's market that I wanted to get into. I talked to the guy there, and he's like, yeah, he's fired up about it. Yep, great, blah, blah, blah. We stay in contact. I message him, send him my application, don't get anything back, blah, 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 blah. I found out last week I don't get to go to the farmer's market. What's that? Anymore. You I don't, don't think go. they're full? No. Nope. Yeah, oh. full. They're oversaturated. That's Oh, what my gosh. Said. So, yeah. Wow. So, I think you're,
0: I think you're totally right about the uh, about the retirement homes another thing is school like here in the states we've got the big push for healthy uh, healthy schools you know and healthy school lunches and that stuff and whether you know politically or whatever if you want to eat it or not but but there is a big push for that so I think that's another potential market as well i mean especially you know you're not throwing a bunch of weird you know chemicals on your plants I mean these are healthy organic plants
1: right yeah yeah Totally, the best way to—it really blows my mind that like the best way to grow healthy food that also tastes the best is to grow it without chemicals Mm -hmm. and have it fresh. Yeah, you know, local. Um, obviously you can dry things and preserve things, right? But, um, but yeah, that seems to be Mm -hmm. the thing, and that for some reason we're still using chemicals and importing it from (laughs) somewhere else. Dan Barber, have you you ever listened to any of the Dan Barber talks? But I will. Oh, okay, they're fantastic. Yeah, you have to listen to them. But at the end of one, he talks about he talks about this fish farm in Spain, and um, they have a couple different metrics for how they measure the success of their farm. They do it by how good the predators are doing, how good the flamingos, how pink the flamingos are, because they're they're selling shrimp off there, and. the flamingos come and eat all the shrimp. And so if the
0: flamingos are dying. That means they're doing something wrong.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Right. So they measure, they measure the success of their farm based on the health of the predators. And it was like, he was just painting this picture of this really like, I thought beautiful, like scene, you know what I mean? And he's just like, imagine like this way of agriculture. And I was like, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about it, but I'm in. I'll figure yeah. that out. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of. Well, that's
0: I'm interesting. At. You know, Curtis and others, they're, they're really tapping that farmer's market. If it's oversaturated, oh man, you know, where do you go? So that's good. You're thinking of other opportunities, other places to go. Mm, and they've always got a salad. Is there a college in town? I imagine you could maybe squeak in there.
1: Yeah, maybe. Never thought about that. Yep. Yeah. There's lots of, uh, I, I got to make some more sales, but like right now is, Pretty much right now is the first time that I'll have, like, uh, real samples available. Because, yeah. like, the microgreens, I've been doing the microgreens all winter, and that was, f- like, just to kind of more get started. I really want to be, a, like, field green.
0: It's It's momentum, you know, getting something on the market and getting something growing, you know. Yeah. Did you find a market for the microgreens? I've, I've been interested in microgreens. Some
1: small. Um, I didn't have the infrastructure to really scale up, and I didn't want to I, – I wasn't going to any farmer's markets yet, so I didn't, like, have a chance to, like, sell to kind of the community. Mm-hmm. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I just kind of, um, I had like a couple orders, a couple regular orders during the winter, but nothing crazy. I didn't really push it too hard. I had so much, I've had so much work to do to get my business set up so that I'm running for now. Sure. It's just been crazy, man. I've been, um, I've been pretty much working for a, just about a whole year uh-huh. now, like pretty straight through. Sure, sure. It's been pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I've done a, I've done a lot of work in the past year, like just a big volume of work. I've actually got quite a few things that I'm It's pretty crazy, man. I've kind of been reflecting lately on like um, where I'm at because it's pretty much just about it's. <clears throat> I think um, one or two more months, and it will be like uh, one year since I found out. Like I haven't worked at the cabinet wow. shop, and I worked there for nine years. Isn't right? that so. something.
0: Time flies yeah. when you're having fun. <laughs> yeah, totally. So you said the soil is pretty good where you're at, uh, and, and yeah. before I. I'm um, not going to lose that thought. Uh, yeah, that would make for a great podcast or a, a blog post too. Is just some pictures of where you are, where you were, to where you are today. I think that'd be really interesting. You know, just to show yeah, that. Yeah, I had this- a
1: blog post. Uh, maybe yeah, I had a blog post. I'm just going to quickly go on it and check out what day it was. But um, I'm just going to see what day it got posted. Um, it got posted on. Oh, maybe it's gone. I was thinking June mm. or something. Just thing.
0: thinking about starting up your farm, um, the soil. Let's talk about soil for a minute. You said the soil was really, really good there. Um, did you have to amend it much? Did you take it? Like, where did you start? Did you take some and send it into a service and say, okay, what, what is my soil like? Do I have to add amendments? Nope. No, just went with it, huh? <laughs> just
1: went okay. with it. Yeah, man. We have, okay, so where I live, do you know what an alluvial fan uh-huh. is? Okay, so there was like, there's this, river called the Fraser River mm-hmm. and it flows down from the middle of BC and it comes out and at the mouth is where uh, Vancouver sure. is. So all down that valley, it, it it's kind of like a funnel. And at the one end at the mouth is Vancouver, and at the other end, like an hour away, that's my town, Chilliwack. Okay. And then it kind of is an economic funnel, too. It's like really rich people in Vancouver, and then they kind of get poorer and poorer as you come like to my house. Oh, <laughs> right. Um, we call it so, affordable, yeah. So, so we had a uh, there was, but, beto- bet- but. Between there, there was this huge lake. It was massive. It was called Sumas Lake. And in the early 1900s, they drained it completely to make farmland. And then where where I live, Chilliwack, I, it's uh, uh, the Native community here is um, the Stolo, and it, it, their word for it it means um, like the land of many rivers or streams or something like that. Okay. And um, it's because it's an alluvial fan when all the when all the winter melt comes. Um, it fills up during the summer, right? So for maybe what the listeners don't know, it kind of is like um, when the mouth of a river splits off and it fills up with water and there's a whole bunch of like tiny little islands everywhere. Yeah. That's what it would be like. So my house, after they, they – so they drained the river, made uh, made a canal so that all this runoff could just go down the canal into the Fraser River, mm-hmm. and I'm on all the reclaimed farmland. Wow. And so it's beautiful, healthy, awesome soil that we, like, stole from people. And then my house is
0: just... Nature gave it to you. Yeah,
1: sure. (laughs) But it's just, just like, a healthy, beautiful soil, man. And mine has been... So this was only in, like, the early 1900s, right, when it got drained? And so my property has pretty much been done not really anything it's oh wow it's like lots of dairy we had lots of it used to be hops are okay. in the early 1900s tons of hops and then around 2000 um the hops really tapered off and they kind of went down to oregon huh. um and then we had tons of dairy farmers lots of dairy farmers we have lots of uh, a big dutch community so dairy farmers sure and like um tulip farmers and nursery type nursery type things mm-hmm. um And then there was chicken farmers that came through. Now we have quite a few chicken farmers. And then... yeah, now hops are oh, back wow. too. Yeah. yeah, so it's crazy. So it's like uh, it's a farming it's full circle. Yeah, <laughs> man, it's a farming. Yeah, it totally has. It's a farming community, and uh, but it's really industrial, obviously. Sure, it, sure. There's quite a few farms, but yeah, man, the soil. I'm not totally, <laughs> totally not worried about the soil. I remember being a kid and having a garden, and pretty much like you stick stuff in, and it was going good. So <clears throat> what I did was I'm using the lawn around my house, right? Because I didn't want to take over uh-huh. any of that backfield. Sure. Um I didn't want to upset the balance, like the the politics of like. um my family and stuff, right? So uh, if I it just did the space around my house, no one could really say anything. Mm-hmm. So I tore up all along, got a sod cutter, boom, tore it up. Went did went did. I had done that before. I went and seen Curtis too. By the time I went and seen Curtis, I had had like six thousand square feet tore up. And I was like, I'm wow. starting.
0: <laughs> yeah, no yeah. kidding. You've planted your flag and it shall be yeah, so. Pretty
1: much. <laughs> so I had I, I tore wow. all that up and then I. Just did a little... T- I only did like 10 beds last year. I had like a garden last year. It wasn't even... Okay. Right. And then, so, um,
0: you, so you did grow some stuff last yeah. year. Okay. Just to get... Yeah. I went
1: and seen Curtis in June and then I think I planted it like August. Um, okay. So it was pretty late because I didn't have any like poly low tunnels or anything like that. So um, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of where I was at. I just planted some stuff just so that everybody knew I was being serious about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that was really my, more I was trying to take action. I just wanted people yeah. to think I was putting in. I was like... Yeah, I had limited resources, but I had lots of, uh, lots of ideas. Well, and things.
0: Curtis says get in production, yeah. right? So you're getting in production. Yeah, totally. <laughs> wow. So what did you do with that food? What did you do with the veggies last year? Just eat it yeah, or it. just I, give it I away? Gave, I did both.
1: We ate it, and but I gave it away. And then I, I did like a Facebook giveaway too. Oh, yeah, nice. I just like made some business cards and stapled it. And I was like, this is what I'm doing. I'm starting a fire. Well, that's, that's not, a- yeah, it was okay. I could have, mar- I should have marketed it. I did it on Facebook and I was just like, I gave it away on Facebook. I should have, um, I should have picked my people a little bit more high value. I should have put, gotcha. I should have, uh, gave it away to, I kind of don't, I kind of didn't want to give it away to my friends cause like my line of, and family cause my line of thinking was that, um, I'm going to need more than my friends and my family to have a successful right. business. Right? That's kind of what I was thinking. So I was thinking that I need to give it away to people that, like, I didn't really know that well. to generate interest. But when you give away free shit on Facebook, the people that, like, are ready to, like, take it and stuff are probably not the people that are going to be. best customer. So that's kind of what I found out through that. But I'm still happy I did it. I mean, I don't think any of the people that I gave away free samples to will end up becoming customers, but that's okay.
0: It's getting your name out there and generating interest and buzz. There's value to that too.
1: It's really funny, man. I'll do something and then I'll just – I think a really big thing that people don't do and kind of one of the reasons why I've been able to like do stuff is because I ship. And by that, I mean I, I – send my ideas out i get it done it's not perfect like i feel like i could have executed better on pretty much everything that i've done so far honestly i don't think that anything has gone as well as it could have like i could have definitely done better on my kickstarter i could have done better on that giveaway i could have done growing more last year i could have had a better plan this year you know what i mean it's always like i could always be a little bit more but yeah i ship i ship I, if like I didn't necessarily like the the video, like our like just like yeah just stuff I just mm. ship.
0: Well you're in your gathering experience or getting knowledge in that and that base you know so it's not going to be perfect on your first time through it's it might be a little different, but you're getting momentum and that's, and that's big, you know, I, I I think a lot of people are paralyzed. They do all this reading and they look at Curtis's, you know, straight line beds and oh my gosh, he's got hoop houses and wow, he's got tomatoes in in May, you know, and and they get overwhelmed and and intimidated, Mm -hmm. you know, and you just, you got to start with what you got, you know, And and, and, and you'll get better over time. We get more experience as we do this stuff, you know, I mean, three years ago and my seedlings were looked horrible. Now they've got Tomatoes ready to go today, but I can't plan them yet because it's Minnesota. But uh, that's that's life, you know. We we learn and we gather information and we do things better over time. So this is your first year, man. You're doing, I'm impressed. Like, things are really rocking there.
1: Yeah, things are going. I need to definitely. I want the numbers. You know what I mean. I want yeah. like the sales. I don't need to make tons of money, but I definitely have a goal in mind. Right. for this year. Um, for what I would like to, like, what I would be like, oh yeah, I crushed it that year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like yeah. I said, my biggest limitation is not going to be my production. My biggest limitation, like, cause that, cause that, like, say that, uh, plot of land, cause I got 65 beds and, uh, 65 beds, it, holy. yeah, I got 65 beds and in Curtis's system in a high rotation, um, plot, which is, I can pretty, for 65 beds, I can make them all high rotation, mm-hmm. um, you should be making about 800 bucks a bed. That's kind of a conservative number. For and the so season? Yeah, per yeah. bed. Um, but if you times 800 by 65 that's like $52,000. Yeah. That if I had a really well-managed system that I could produce $52,000 of product off of that, right? I have enough, like, I'm not trying to make that. I'm trying to make like 20000 mm-hmm, bucks this year, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Baby step there. Um, I figure that even if I have bad production, I could probably realistically easily probably get $40,000 in uh, products off of my farm. Right. And so I got to try to sell like half. It seems yeah. like, yeah, who's going to buy eh? all
0: that. Who's going to buy yeah, all that absolutely. lettuce? <laughs> yeah, that is what it seems like. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It
1: is. And like, it, like it does, it's, it's kind of funny, man, because like when you st- say that you're going to be an entrepreneur or you, you yeah. like you're. Or that you're not that you're saying you're going to be an entrepreneur, but when you're going to start a business, as soon as you start it, people are just like, "Oh, look, you're doing it! It's awesome!" Mm -hmm. But like, I'll feel like I'm doing it when I don't have to go to another job. Yeah, that's when I'll feel like I'm doing it, (laughs) and like, it's really cool, and like, people are really encouraging and like say really nice things and stuff. But like, yeah, that's when it will feel. That's when it will feel good for me. That's what I'm trying to work towards. I want to get free of my job. I want to be supporting myself on on my own farm. Yes, Uh, and I think it's really, I think it's really attainable for me. I think I'll figure it out. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how long it's going to take. I hope I can, I don't care if I have like a really tough year financially next year, but I really want to be done working for someone else next year. No, unless I it, unless, I, unless there wasn't a good, uh, like a job that I really liked or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like the job I'm working at now, it's it's good. It's fine. It's good. But I just, I just want to be farming, man.
0: Yeah, no, I got you. And And it's, there's some freedom there and it's doing your own thing and you know, yeah. kind of bring me that horizon. We've, we've got a small business here. Um, my wife is a wedding florist. And um, so she does wedding flowers and a lot of week, it's a lot of weekend work. It's a lot of, uh, you know, Wednesday through Saturday, deliver Saturday, tear down, that kind of thing. And, um, you know, it's all about, it's getting the business, but then doing it profitably. And, and, and same with you, you know, it's figuring out how can I make a profit on this head of lettuce and, uh, you know, sell it, sell it and sell it over again (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. that's key and uh, gosh interesting 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 so to start up with this kind of operation um, I know Jean-Martin Fortier he's got kind of a breakdown I think he was like $35,000 to get started you know that included a BCS and all the gear and all the stuff I I have a feeling that's pretty tricked out uh, what do, would it take to start a, uh, urban farming? I think my wife is just cringing downstairs because uh, she hears me talking about this stuff. <laughs> she's like, "Don't give them exactly." Them. She's like, "Don't give them encouragement." Because we have been talking about moving out to a real spot. She's like, "You're not going to become a farmer, are you? I don't want to be married to a farmer." And then she's talking about a cow. So I don't know. You go figure. But <laughs> <laughs> what do you think for um, what do you think for startup costs for something like this?
1: Seriously. Um. I'm looking at my QuickBooks right now um, with my expenses for- QuickBooks, no <laughs> yeah. And um, it, um, I, have, I also have like stuff on my, through my, because I get paid through my business now. Sure. Or, uh, sorry, I get, I, get, um, I get to pay for stuff through my business. So I went down to Permaculture Voices in San Diego. Yeah. And I got to put my hotel and mm-hmm. my flights and my food and stuff like that on there, right? So keeping in mind, I've got some things like that- sure. On there- but I'm at like 14000 bucks. Got it. Yep. And I probably got another – I probably got another like three or four to spend. But that's a lot of things. That's like my car insurance yeah. is in there. Um, I'm just looking at other things. I've got insurance, seed purchases, tools. Um, yeah, man. It's kind of neat. I've got bookkeepers now. I pay for bookkeepers to do my books because uh, – Man, I don't have time to do it, to figure it out right now. And uh, it's all done. Like, it's all done properly. And then my cousin's my accountant and he said, hey, man, your books look good. And I go, thank you. Yeah. I didn't do anything. I just can these use my receipts. Well, and that's,
0: <laughs> and that's a big deal too. Uh, that's what we found out is, you know, and even Jack Spurko talks about this from the Survival Podcast. You know, if you're getting a business going, get an accountant's worth his or her weight in gold or silver because it's just... There's too many loopholes. There's too many things that can trip you up. I mean, just it's a mess. And, yeah, uh, but
1: even having the bookkeepers, like not even necessarily the accountants, but like the bookkeepers mm-hmm. to go through your month and put everything into QuickBooks and mm-hmm. do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It doesn't cost that much. Yeah. It doesn't cost that much, especially if you have good ones.
0: Especially if you uh-huh. have a cousin that does it too.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Well, he doesn't do my bookkeeping, he just does my accounting. Sure. Um, the bookkeepers just, um, put stuff in there, right? Yeah. But yeah, it's like 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. And, she comes and picks up all my stuff, and it's great. That's it awesome. It is great. Everything's in there. Like, I didn't have to do any of it, and I can do all my invoices right off QuickBooks. And, yeah, it's kind of neat figuring out, like, business stuff like that too, right? Because mm-hmm. all this is new. Like, man, it's all new to me. This, all this stuff is new to me. Like, the farming thing is new. Like, the growing stuff yeah. is definitely new. But so is, like, trying to figure out how to run a business yeah. and trying to figure out how to come home from work and then keep working. Yeah. Don't sit down, right? Like, trying to figure that out, trying to figure out how to have a nice like time with my family and all that stuff yep yep i think
0: again i think my wife is nodding her head you know downstairs (laughs) she's like uh yeah yeah, you know he comes home and he'll start writing a blog post or or you know doing some stuff in the garden because you know i've got a small garden out back but i'm renting and i'm not certainly doing any kind of urban garden but then a podcast or something like that so there's always something going on you know it's uh the always be producing comment content mode, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You got people. You got people to help. So,
1: yeah, I've had tons of help. I that's one of the biggest things that I've learned so far, man. In this whole thing, is like just how nice and great people are. Yes, I've had so many people help me. It's been like it's like at the beginning it was a little overwhelming, <clears throat> and I was just because I always just want to do stuff by myself, right? I'm mm-hmm. tough. I just want to do sh- by myself. Mm-hmm. I can do it by myself. I'm a big boy, mm-hmm. but um. Yeah, man. I started thinking like – because part of the reason I want to do this too is I want to help people and like I would like to help other people start their farms if I could or um, I just want to like improve the people's lives around me by <clears throat> providing them with like really good high-quality food. Yeah. And um, so then I started thinking, man, if I'm going to help other people, I need to be accepting of other people's help too. Yeah. So then I just let people help me. If someone want to do something nice for me, I, just, I let them. And there's been so many people that have done so many nice things to me it's like it's i don't even like starting to like make a list of like to say thank you because i'll forget someone right but yeah i've had like i've had crazy stuff happen Mm. between really good deals on some equipment Mm -hmm. to like yeah just just people being awesome yeah it's really it's really really cool to see i've never like really experienced something like it before
0: yeah and 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 uh that's awesome. That is really cool. And uh, thank you, everybody out there. And uh, we we experienced. We had some things happen with our family last year about this time. And and uh, yeah, it was it was eye opening to see how many people out there really came out and supported us and helped us and you know did things for us and with us. And it was people we didn't even know. It was pretty amazing. And it's always yeah. it's always nice when you can give back too. And and uh, that's something we've been thinking about when we finally get out to our spot is how we can how can we help people more and especially veterans and that kind of thing so yeah
1: yeah i always yeah i always thought people kind of i always thought people kind of sucked hmm. i always thought like uh i was like how many good people are you gonna meet in your life like you yeah. 10 10 really good people in your life mm-hmm. but man like after going to permaculture voices and like meeting some of uh these guys that are like doing stuff and um as i'm getting to just get to know people better and stuff i'm just getting more and more like kind of opportunities with like just, um, just people that are working really hard and stuff. And now I'm just thinking that I was so silly for thinking that you're only gonna meet like ten good people because I met like fifty good people sure. in the past like six months, and they've been like really great people.
0: Definitely. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Change the
1: situation, man, and it's a whole different outlook. It's crazy.
0: Well, and that's something I wanted to ask you about too. Permaculture Voices. You went down there this year. You wrote a podcast or wrote a blog post when you're coming back. I thought that was pretty powerful uh, blog post. Um, Thanks. Just. What what did you think of that? I mean, you had some serious brain power under one roof. Diego put together a heck of a program, don't you think?
1: Yeah, it was uh, it was it was awesome. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like I won for being there. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, and like I, I was talking to Drew, and he said the same thing. Like, <clears throat> yeah, there was there was, it was like small, and um, it was really cool, man. All the people there were actually hundred percent doing. Sh- like there wasn't, there wasn't anyone there that wasn't doing, shit. Mm-hmm. and that was a cool thing. And it was like some really big things, like Neil Spackman's trying to regreen the Saudi Peninsula. Isn't that crazy? Uh, that is crazy. And then meeting him, and he's just like such a nice guy. And yeah, man, um, going up and seeing Curtis's farm, and then going there and meeting everyone and. Um, man, meeting like Chris Thoreau and uh, Dan Brassois and Grant Schultz and all these guys, um, they're all just regular dudes. Like, I'm sometimes putting these guys up on the pedestal and stuff, they're just regular dudes. Oh, yeah. they're they're just doing it though. That's all they're doing, they're just doing it. That's it. Yeah, that's and that's kind of what that's kind of the one of the biggest things that I took away from that. And I'm not trying to, I don't mean to say that to be like disrespectful in no, any way. no. And I don't think that they would take it as disrespectful in any way. But, um, but yeah, that's the biggest thing I took away from that is that, like, they're not doing anything that I couldn't do. Like, when I went up there and seen Curtis's farm, that's what I took away. I, like, he was just a regular dude, man. Um, he, and he was, he didn't have anything that was like, oh, look, I got this magical tool. Like, he was <laughs> yeah. like, look, I got this greens harvester. I got a jang cedar. He's like, I got this. I got this. Yep. This is my hoop house. Mm-hmm. Like, I was there before the Passive Solar Greenhouse was in. Mm-hmm. So... You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah it was definitely. just like, yeah, it was just he just had just really regular stuff, and I was like, oh yeah, I can do this, huh. okay. And so I just started doing it, and I was just like, yeah, I'll figure it out. If it doesn't work, I'll do something yeah, else.
0: And you met other characters there, Rob Kaiser, and oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Darby guy. Simpson. Was it you or was it Drew? Someone had a picture uh, sitting right next to Darby Simpson, and some of these yeah, other I was guys. Probably
1: I didn't really talk to Darby okay. Simpson that. But, yeah, it's kind of funny, man. You get your own little, like, clicks and stuff. But, right? uh-huh. yeah, man, that was really – that was a great – that was a really good experience. I hope there's another one. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> Selfishly, I do. I want to go again. It was awesome. Well, just
0: I'm thinking of the content droopled off of that thing, all the interviews he did. And oh, I'm yeah. like, man – that's where I got to be next year. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, that guy's that guy just he, uh, like just networked, man. He was just unbelievable. He was just like D-d-d-d-d-d-d-d. he's like, oh man, I recorded another podcast. I did another podcast. I did another podcast. Was like, what? Well, you know, and <laughs> it's
0: and it's great because somebody says, oh well, hey, you need to talk to this person and you need to talk to that person and oh uh, yeah, yeah hey, there's this person over there. So
1: yeah, yeah, man, you just find people through through everything, man. And then now, like because of that and because like I just have like tons of people on my like Facebook and Instagram and now my whole everything is just like farming stuff and mm-hmm. culture stuff, and it's neat. It's really cool.
0: Yeah. I was, I'm looking at that picture you posted from a couple hours ago with uh, your beds and everything that, that looks really impressive. And you got your irrigation going and um,
1: yeah, I'm looking at it too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're probably
0: like, Oh my gosh, I'm really tired after doing
1: all that. <laughs> no, I feel great, man. Yeah, I feel really good. I was talking to Drew about that before. I, I was just thinking about that. Like, uh, I haven't really felt like that exhausted yet. Mm. Not yet. I've been, man, I've been so on the ball with going to bed. Yeah. I go to bed before 10 wow. every single night. Good for and you. And sometimes I go to bed really early. Like if I'm tired at 8.45, I'll go to bed at 8.45. You know what I mean? Yeah, I um, do. I'll, totally. wake up at, I'll wake up at 5 and do that. And, and I I kind of I kind of ate like <laughs> this weekend, but I, I've i been eating pretty good lately. Sure, sure. So I'm beginning, especially now that I have more stuff of my own coming out. Oh, yeah. Um now I can eat all my own stuff. The other day was the first time ever that I ate mostly only stuff that I grew. Isn't that I had cool? like green smoothies and I put some oranges and stuff in it. I didn't grow oranges in Canada. Oh, I know, but, I know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, everything was else say, was yeah, pretty I don't much farm. <laughs> yeah, I had a yeah. It was really cool. It was like a really cool day, and I felt great. Wow. And, yeah, it was really neat. I've had like a whole bunch of really cool experiences. That's from
0: that's, that's cool. It. So let's talk drawings for a minute. You'd mentioned you had drawings as part of your Kickstarter. Um, my my niece and I, I was showing her some of your drawings. Um we we're in the woods in Wisconsin and she's she's big into art and uh she she was actually the one that was coming up with the questions. Um, oh, yeah. so so what got you into drawing? Where did you start with that? Was it just something you've always liked to do?
1: Yeah, I went to used to go to my grandparents' house all the time. I was kinda like my grandparents like probably favorite okay yeah (laughs) probably i was probably their favorite uh my grandpa gave me my nickname beetle when i was like he was a gardener okay and so he'd uh i'd follow him around crawling around he's like oh you're crawling around like a little beetle (laughs) and so so that's how i got my nickname so that's been that's been my name as long as i can remember wow okay but uh he was really good at painting and uh-huh. he could do quite a, he could do a lot of different things. Sure. He was a painter and he turned wood bowls, like really beautiful wood turnings. Oh wow. And he was a, he was like a, uh, I think he was a aircraft mechanic. Um, and he was a high school teacher, and like a shop teacher. Wow. And just did a whole bunch of, a really whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. 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 And so that's who I hung out with mm-hmm. <laughs> for like when I was growing up. Right. And so I was just born to, you know, like, Grandpa did. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, man. So, I just drew all the time, and then they always bought me art supplies. Ah. Always. Mm. Like, I could go there. If I went and stayed there overnight or something, we'd go to Staples, and I would get to pick whatever pens I wanted. Oh, wow, nice. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Great. Kids happy for, like, two bucks. <laughs> but that was, like, my treat. Yeah. You know what I mean? I get to get paper and pens and, like, art supplies. And so, I just like creating stuff. Yeah. Not necessarily drawing I do like drawing, but, uh, yeah, just creating stuff. Sure. I just like making things. Yeah. Totally and, cool. uh, so yeah, so that's how I started. And then last year I started, so I'd always just kind of taught myself. And then last year I found some stuff on, uh, YouTube and stuff. And then I really started looking into how to draw uh-huh, more. Uh-huh. And then it just was like skyrocket. Like I started making the pictures and I was like, holy shit, I drew that. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. Well, like that looks really good. There was definitely a point in time where I went from like having good pitchers to having like really good pitchers like i can like the first this i drew this one elephant and it was like the first time that i was like oh i'm really like proud of this
0: i have been checking out your stuff and and we were like i said we were looking at your stuff and it's like wow he's he's really good
1: (laughs) thanks yeah it's it's a new it's new for me it's 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 kind of really neat like it's probably been the past like year and a bit that i've been able to like draw like that so
0: i used to draw a lot more when i was a kid but i i haven't done it you know probably since college i i enjoy it though it's really
1: it's really cool yeah. and,
0: and like yeah. and like you my grandma was did everything stained glass she did painting yeah. uh she ran a resort
1: until she was 92 i mean amazing stuff so yeah. yeah it's really it's really cool man um i i remember when i moved into this trailer where i'm living at now and um I had had, like, a little – there was, like, this little room that was, like, an office. Sure. And so I, I had a desk in there, and I was drawing on there. And my brother and one of the local guys had come over, and they were going to watch a TV show. And I had had my – I was drawing a picture of, a, like, a picture of my dog. Mm-hmm. I was trying to draw it, and they came over, and they're, like, they're kind of laughing at me for, like, drawing a picture of my dog. They're <laughs> just, like, oh, like, look, he's just uh, – he's just drawing, right? Yeah. And that was fine, like whatever, brush it off. But like um, last week, some guy wanted a picture, um, and I've never met this person. Is a friend of a friend who he'd seen another picture that I drew, and I don't really have time to be drawing pictures right now. Right. So I quoted him at three hundred fifty bucks. And yeah, so so the other day he showed up and I gave him his three hundred fifty dollar picture. Wow, you kidding? <laughs> yeah, me. it was sweet. Yeah, it was really cool. Wow. So now I'm laughing. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. <laughs> yeah.
1: So it's pretty sweet, man. Like it's just, yeah, it's really cool. Everything's kind of, everything's kind of happening, clicking for me right now. Definitely.
0: So. so what what do you enjoy drawing the most?
1: Um, I just like draw. Um, it depends, man. It depends. I I like I like actually I think I like making stuff. Okay. For people, the best. Sure. So, yeah, man. Like, honestly, I really like drawing that dog for 350 bucks. That made me feel pretty good. Yeah, I bet it did. Um, <laughs> it did. But, it, like, it, it makes me feel good, too, when that guy comes. And it's going to be a gift for his friend. Right. Like, his friend's dog died. And then his friend oh. was coming over to see him. And he lives, like, pretty far away. Gotcha. So that's why he kind of had to put the rush on it. Got it. To get it done. And so, so like, they're letting me be a part of that moment. Wow. You know what I mean? They probably made their friendship better because he gave him like this really personal gift. Like the guy lost his dog, and then he's gonna give him this like nice picture of his dog. Right? The guy's probably gonna have the picture for a long time. Oh yeah! Like I I get to be part of that, and I got paid well and that guy's happy and that other guy that's getting the picture is happy like that's a pretty cool moment to be a part of yeah totally and, like yeah and when i get to do some of these pictures i kind of wish that some of these pictures were for something that was like a little bit more happier mm-hmm. like it's unfortunate that the person had to lose their yeah. dog yeah for me to draw the picture you know what i mean sure but yeah man it's really neat to be a part of that um for me i just like drawing i like to, like i'll just go through different things so, sometimes i'll just see something and i'll be like oh man that would make like a nice drawing oh yeah you know what i mean yep um if i'm if i'm i don't really sit down and like draw too many things individually anymore i kind of like have something maybe i'm thinking about like a design or a logo uh-huh, or like yeah. something so i'll kind of start to draw stuff like that but yeah, I'm, I've got like I've got papers all over my desk right now. I was just looking, I've got sketches of everything, man. Just everything, <laughs> just everything, but nothing. There's like radishes and broccoli. I was probably thinking about crop planting. <laughs> yeah, but, you
0: have yeah. a really cool picture of the uh, of the radish that you color, yeah, you added color to. Man, that it looks like it just pops right off the page. You know?
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really awesome.
0: cool. Yeah. Is the, is the dog picture? Is that the last one you put on your uh, on your um, personal um, uh, Instagram yeah. site? Okay. Nice yeah, picture. That's, that's really nice. Thanks.
1: The one with the coffee. Yes. In
0: it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's that's it. Just blew me away right there. So yeah, it's pretty cool. It's just a little dog. That's there. a great story, man. That's a great story. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's gr- kind of neat. It's neat. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of creating things, we'll flip it back to farming. You created a little uh, work to a uh, tool cart.
1: that you put out
0: there. I I thought that was kind of cool too.
1: I thought that was cool too. Me too. I did. So I was going to go to the dump. So I've been going to the dump. I've been lean farming and everything. I've been throwing away all my old stuff that I don't need anymore, right? Yeah, totally. So, man, honestly we had so much here we had like cuz we when when we when we got rid of our our cabinet shop mm-hmm. we brought all this we had like a warehouse shop and we brought all the stuff that we didn't need like back here with us i don't know why we didn't take it to the dump then but we just brought all this stuff back and then we just had like the our our barn had just been a collecting spot for both like our house and my grandma's house when she used to live here three years ago and like just it's just junk man i honestly probably since last fall i've probably taken like 10 trips to the dump <laughs> and like like just junk stuff like sure. you know
0: what i mean yeah absolutely um
1: so well, i'm taking the last trip there well it, sunday
0: you know it's it's a little bit of it's a lot of of minimalism But you're also maximizing, you know, you're getting high quality stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I felt good about it. But yeah, Yeah. so I'm taking the last trip to the dump on Sunday and I've got so much stuff in the last trip that I can't get this cart in it. (laughs) I've got this this canoe cart to go down like uh, like a cart path to walk to the lake. With a crew sure. on it, so I don't have to carry it. So that's what it was. Oh wow! So okay, I, I can't. I can't get this thing in there. It's got two different wheels on it. It's like if I'm taking this apart, I'm going to throw it away. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. It's just like it's just like wood and all this stuff. So I've got this. I've got this cart that won't fit the thing. So I'm like, whatever. I'll just break it up and use it for firewood. Uh uh-huh. Figure it out. Um, so I got home and then I was kind of like, oh man, um, maybe I can use this because I got to get these tools off the wall because I'm going to put a washing station there. Oh sure, and, yeah, yeah, man. Then I found this other thing, this other little shelf thing that I had on the wall, and I flipped it upside down, and I attached it to the front of the cart, and then I put these handles on it, yeah. And then I made the handles tip down so that it's got these legs, mm-hmm. and that's gonna be really sweet. The- I got it's only about half done yet. There's like a box on the back, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna mod it so that um, it can hold a Tupperware container. Oh yeah. Because right now, right now when I plant, I have my my seeds inside my house. Okay. So I have. And I have, like, a chart on the wall, and it says, like, A1, B1, like, all my bed numbers yep, and stuff, yep. so I know what it is. So I decide to go inside, have a clipboard, decide what I'm going to plant, fill it out, fill it with which roller for I need for my cedar, put all my seeds into the box, and then I take the box outside to the yard and plant. But then I need to go back and get the cedar and bring it to the plot, and then go oh. and get my broad fork and bring it back, yeah. right? Yeah. And I was just like, man— if I make this tool cart, I can put a spot on it for the box. Yes. And then all I have to do is take the Tupperware outside and then one trip with a cart out there and I'll have everything that I need in the cart. Yes. So the cart's going to have a Tupperware thing and then the lid's going to flip open. And there's going to be, like, pencils and tools, like, some wrenches to fix my cedar if I need to. And, like, uh, uh x knife with some extra blades. Like, everything that I'm going to need for that thing is going to be right there. And all the tools are going to be have their own spot for it. Like, I need I need a landscape rake, a cedar, uh flame weeder, <laughs> um, my uh, – what else do I need? Oh, my tilther. Sure. I need a drill with an extra battery. Yep. yep. And then I need like a scuffle hoe and maybe I'll put a shovel on there too. But that's what I need to take out there. That, that's what's going to be on that cart. That thing is going to be freaking awesome, man. Yeah, it is. I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah. It works really good. It's going to work really good for my farm because I don't have to go that far. So it's not like worth it to mechanize it sure. because I've only got 65 beds, right? Right. But there is a point in time where i got to walk pretty far around the edge of the yard to get to the far side. So yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty sweet. I'll work on that. I've got to plant tomorrow, but I'll work oh, yeah. on that later this week. So what are you going to plant tomorrow? Um, I got to put some lettuce in. I got to – I planted some greens today, but I got to put some radish, carrots, turnips in and then some uh, some herbs gotcha. and uh, some beets. But, yeah, nice. I got two beds of Salanova going in.
0: Makes me tired just thinking about it, man. But that is great. That is awesome. That is – I'm just blown away. I uh, there's so much to take away from this, and it's <laughs> but it's doable. You know, a person can do this. You know, and I'm doing it. yeah, you're doing it.
1: This is a great example of somebody that set a goal and is doing it. So, I think that's a big thing: setting a goal. Yep. Yep. Set a goal. And then you have focused direction. Like I know if what I'm doing is taking me closer to that goal or farther away from that goal. Yeah. And right now I have, right now there's a monetary aspect tied to it, but I know that I need to harvest market and plant to get to that 20,000 bucks. Oh yeah, and definitely. There. Not there yet. So I keep working, keep plugging away. That's
0: awesome. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Cool. Really inspirational, man. Um, I'm kind of out of questions. So did Ooh. you have anything that you want to talk about that, that we haven't covered? Uh,
1: No, no, I feel pretty good. Okay, (laughs) good. We kind of hit on a bunch of different things. Um, If anybody wants to follow me, um, you can go to my website and sign up uh, for my newsletter. It doesn't doesn't come out very often because I'm bad at that, but uh, I'm trying to be better at it um my instagram i think is my best social media outlet if you're on instagram i think uh give me a follow on there it's pretty sweet i live in a really beautiful place so it's really easy to take nice pictures oh yeah um, definitely. but i try to stay try to stay really active on there and just let people know what's going on and yeah if you're interested and just want to follow along that's all i'm doing that's all i'm posting so
0: right yeah and uh i will provide links in the show notes for everything and uh yeah. You know, really, Scott, thank you for being on the Small Scale Life podcast, and I, I appreciate the work you're doing and, and the time you're spending with me. I know you've got a lot going on, and, and uh, it's always tough to get time to do this kind of thing, especially when you got so many other responsibilities. But uh, I would Make love to work. have you back on again sometime in the future yeah. just to check back in, and, and this – You know, I mean, we didn't even talk about you know your diet and stuff and how you lost you know all your weight. And uh, hopefully, I'll get off this freaking plateau. So I'll give you
1: I'll give you a tip right now. Yeah, man. Uh, Uh, You got to do something you enjoy. Yes. Okay. Yes. Some days it's gonna be running. Some days it's gonna be riding a bike. Some days you don't want to run. You want to walk. That's okay. But you got to do something every day. A little chip away at it. Just tick, 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 tick. And if you can do it on the days when you really don't want to do it, that's the most important time to do it. If you can do it on that day, then when you do have time and you do want to do it, you will do it. But you have to get through that part. If, if you think like, man, today is the day I really, you know, it's a, it's a hard day for me. That's the day that you have to do it. That's the day that you have to stick at it. And that's it, man. If you can make it through that little part right there, that part where you really want to quit, if you can make it through that, you're fine. You got no problems. You might have a couple stumbles, but you'll be okay. That's gold. That's
0: awesome. Yeah, I, cool. I swam three quarter of a mile, three quarters of a mile, and I was hustling so I could get back for this podcast. So, <laughs> I love swimming. Go. That was great. So, Good. hey man, I appreciate it. I'll have links to everything so we can find you. This was this was a lot of fun. I really I really appreciated talking to you. I can't wait to talk to Drew tomorrow night, and we'll put that up. Uh, so i will have both of you guys on there so you can stop talking smack on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this effing guy, Tom, from who uh, knows where. <laughs> uh, Tom. But, hey, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Thanks. There was a lot of great tips and advice in this podcast, including use coaches and experts to learn and develop skills. Pay them for their time. Use bookkeepers to help track income and expenses. They're worth their weight in gold. Keep developing your markets and think outside the box. If you remember, Scott could not go to the local farmer's market. So today, he actually started his own buyer's club. So that's really thinking outside the box. Way to go, Scott. Good luck with it. Accept help when it is offered. You don't have to do it all by yourself. And people are good and decent. You can do this if faced with similar situation. And finally make exercise fun. Thanks for that tip, Scott. I really needed that one. There's a lot of great information in this, and it all comes back to, if you're faced with this situation, do you have a plan B? Can you come up with a way to get out of the scenario, out of the situation? Think about it. Our next episode, episode 10, where we talk to Drew Sample, another urban farmer. Thanks, everybody. And please subscribe to the podcast and make sure you rate it in iTunes. We really need those ratings. It helps with promoting our website and our, and our blog and our podcast. Until next time, continue to learn, do, and grow. This is Tom from the Small Scale Life Podcast. See you next time.